Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Girl at Erina. This week we talked to Ben Kennedy, discussed the boring lull that was Royal Away, and look forward to the game against VAR FC. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How you doing guys? Sensational. Good. Well, thank you. Well, that's good. Still trying to get over from the game, but other than that, everything's good. So your daughter's about to pop one out. <laughs> pop one out. She may not refer to it that way, but um, I could become a poppy at any time. Pop one out for the poppy. The yep. uh, grandfather football ramble. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Got to have an old bloke. Uh, walkout song. Full gangster this week. It's full eight mile. Long. What did you do to your mum? Looking at the video, I was just looking at the video. I can't, I can't even see the bloody title of it. Come on, Eminem, obviously, and it is. Tyson's yeah. already got this one, I reckon. It is called "Cleaning Out My Closet," but I don't know what that's referring to. Hmm. Cleaning. Clean sheet. Oh, Clean Morrow. sheet. That's two in a row. I'm on a roll. Well, that's got no correlation whatsoever, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's only gone and I'm done it. I'm struggling for songs this week. <laughs> He's only gone and done it. Um, got him. Yeah, clean sheet, but I'm still not happy about it. No, we'll get to that. But look, it was. Look, it's the highest low light of the whole game, so <laughs> let's just run with it, okay? If it was the a highest clean sheet. low light. If it was a clean it was such sheet a conf- against Sydney. It was such a conflicting feeling, wasn't it, that game? It's like, I was happy with a clean sheet, but it was still a game we should have won. Yes. Anyway, Fred's question. Fred's finally got back in touch. <laughs> um, Hi, Fred. So it's a different Fred this time? We've got another. We got a new Fred? No, it's the vintage Fred. Oh, good. Right. After the last game's performance, do we uh, have a lack of confidence to take the shot, or is it just a lack of skill? Hashtag annoyed. Hashtag better than this. That was definitely something that we noticed the watching at the club is that why why does it feel like we always want to just walk it in? We want to score the perfect goal by walking it in the back of the net. Just have a damn shot. If you've got space at the top of top of the box, have a go, have a dig. Josh is very angry about this. Yeah. Very um feels very passionate. This is what about this team this. does to you. He wants more shoot Farkin and uh <laughs> I agree with him to an extent. Uh but it does sort of feel like we keep on trying to walk it in for the perfect goal, mm-hmm. which is incredibly frustrating. It's very Brisbane-esque it's from, very awesome. from when they were good, except we're not doing the good bit. There's a lot of, um, yeah, we are, we are trying to do that. There's a lot of those passes, like the, the square cutback from the byline across the face of goal, where someone like Roy last year would have been there to tap it in. But we're not making, and I, I think I saw one or two passes that came off, but, you know, a lot of them went straight to the defender's feet. We're not, we're not clearing that first man. Yeah. I was most disappointed about when we did make those opportunities. Um, Daniel De Silva had a couple of really good chances yeah. in this game that we couldn't do anything. That like it, it wasn't a matter of you know almost. It was never, um, and that that was disappointing. It's like he was scared to shoot from twenty yards out. It's just oh, he just didn't. The one where he uh, picked up an intercept or they passed it to him, then it just looked to me like he never got himself ready. He I don't know. He was, he was gifted a present with a. With a bow wrapped around it, and he didn't take advantage of it, and that was most frustrating. Is we didn't take our chances when we should have. 
I don't know. It, it sounds uh, it sounds very end of the world on my behalf, but I said this a couple of weeks ago that if we didn't start to get results, the confidence would go in the game plan. I think, yeah, last and weekend was a must win. I, and yep. Yeah, and I said this last week. It, it, on the week, <clears throat> on the weekend, there was no excuses why we shouldn't have got three points. I know it's it's an away game, it's and all this other thing, but with the football that we've been playing, if you compare that to what Brisbane had been dishing up, we should have got three points on the weekend, and we mm-hmm. had enough chances to do that. And I think on the weekend it was probably our worst performance we've had. In I know it's only been five games now, but compare that to the other four games it was not good and I mean it, it looked like a team that had no confidence that's what I thought yeah apart from season uh, apart from round one that was the worst we played by a long shot yeah well, even it's in, like we're still in the back one, line and then we've completely forgotten about up front yeah even in mm. round one we got pumped on the scoreboard but we played better yeah I think they went to out to nullify our um, attacking game and to nullify our um, pressing game and, and they did a decent job of it but um I don't think we did a great job of getting around that and and uh, now it's a matter of how good a politician Paolo really is because there is a bit of a sniff that the boys felt pretty good about the um, uh, the clean sheet and I don't blame them for that because clean sheets have been hard to come by for us, especially away clean sheets. So so I'm hoping that that's the thing that Paolo can hang his hat on to say that that's, that's where we're making progress, that we kept them out. So, um, Although you could then arguably say that Brisbane are the worst team in the comp at the moment, besides probably Wellington. Well, even, I think... Hard to argue against. Well, even Wellington have put in decent performances. If you look at who Wellington have played, they've played Adelaide, Sydney, like the two top teams, whereas, you know, they've got... Um, us Brisbane victory, you know, and Wanderers. I think we're all on level, on level field at the moment. We've all played each other, so that's where that's why we're so close on the table. And the reason why Wellington, I think, are lagging behind is because they have pl- have played a couple of the top teams. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, although they only played half a good game against Brisbane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They. Yeah, well, they tend to come in spits and They're spurs, a very home... They? Yeah, but they, they, it was a draw well there as well, don't forget. I know, but when you're at home like that and you're leading 3-0, if we were their fans, we'd be crying. <laughs> I'm sure well, the Wellington it, fans are crying. It, it, did, it did happen last yeah. season in Geelong, but are we not going to mention that, are we? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying that... <laughs> not you last know, year, two seasons ago. There's like two tables going on. There's the top half and the bottom half, and I think us, Victory, Brisbane, Wellington and Wanderers are all in that second part. We're about to sort that out, aren't we, when we play Sydney this week? We'll find yeah. out which, which part We'll of see the table. where we are this week when we play Sydney because if it's a, a hard-fought draw, then we'll know we're definitely on the right track. If it's a deflating loss, then we know where we are as well. Yeah, I think there's stand. a few signs because uh, Perth were pretty good against Adelaide, I thought, although Adelaide you know, maybe could have got more out of that match. Um, we've played Perth, obviously, so I don't think there's, the, there's not a sense of two competitions to me. Um, it's just a matter of um, uh, yeah, uh, mixed results. There's been some strange results. Yeah. Oh, with the tipping, I've tried picking those odd results and they haven't come off. I thought me. you weren't going to no. mention the tipping. No, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say about the tipping. <laughs> None from five this round, I was. None from five. Here, here. Hmm. But, um, um, I'll try and get my next week. I, I, I haven't been that frustrated watching us play in a long time. Frustrated is the word. It was... Yep. That was at yeah. the Leeds Club in the sports bar, there was audible um, 
There was a, there was a lot of being dropped there was a by lot of everybody. Swear words. <laughs> it but was just it, really it wasn't just our it wasn't just our game. It was the whole round. Like apart True. from the first sixty odd minutes of last night's match, the whole round was trash. Yeah, I suppose we'll talk about it. But it, could it be that the impact of the VAR in some of these games is upsetting us fans? It's yeah. certainly upsetting me. Well, it was. It had an impact in our game because it had no impact when it probably could have. And not just the impact directly of the VAR, but the impact of the commentators talking about bull decisions like the one that where they spent <sighs> half an hour theorising that Macaroni wasn't offside when he was and they probably didn't even realise that Macaroni had dived when he did. So Yeah, he, left his, he, he, he just automatically stopped running right on that spot mm. and dropped his feet and pulled up anchors. Down. It was just, no, dropped anchors, just... The ref would have still given oh. that as well, I bet. Yeah, but it was the definitely. same. It was the same in uh, the last night's game when the commentators in that game went on and on oh, and on not, about. Yeah, yeah. The co- well, those two are on another planet, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I mean, well, we'll see, won't we? Because uh, Brenton Speed has predicted in about three or four months that um, Mitch Austin will be playing for the Socceroos. So. <laughs> what? Well, Christ. he predicted it about twelve months ago. He said in eighteen months, was an idiot. He'll be uh, in the Socceroos. We should interview. Yeah. Should interview him just to call him an idiot so hasn't, he hangs up. Hasn't he blocked all of you guys on yes. social media? I called him a so-called commentator, <laughs> and then he blocked me. Very much blocked. But I mean, the VAR in our game, it, we should have had a penalty with McGing. Yeah, Papadopoulos Definitely. pulled down McGing all over the top of him. Rugby tackled. Yep. And then Macarona should have been sent off with the old forearm to the face of Azrabal, which I, I don't. I don't get what the VAR is there for, if not to pick up on those. Sort of incidents, specifically penalty incidents and red card incidents, mm. yeah. and, and then it comes up in the top left that they are actually looking at it. And the green so light, are they actually looking at it, or is it? Does it just come up on the screen for the sponsorship um, for yeah. the Macca's thing? I think they're sitting up in the box, pressing the green light button, going, <laughs> yeah. "They're in his fans. They're doing Imagine the blind. what they're looking like now." <laughs> it's just it was that game was just incredibly infuriating for a number of reasons. And I mean, it, it was three points that we should have got, really, at the end of the day, and we didn't. And we looked, now we're much worse off because of it. And now we've got, things don't get any easier when that game should have probably, in reality, been the easy game. And there was there was no real, there was no real standouts, really, in the team anyway. I mean, who had a shocker? De Silva did, didn't play De great. Silva, Probably had his worst game. McGing was up and down. McGing, McGing has been copping it again, and I mean there was bad things that he did, but he also did a couple yeah. of good things. He didn't. He started off shaky and then came into the match. I think yeah. so. And Ben Kennedy in the end did save us. Yeah, he did. literally he did. Um, and you know, Josh Rose again at left back. I thought was dodgy. I mean, there was just nobody had a good game. I don't think. I think Connor Payne was sort of pretty anonymous. Um, I think Hiadia again was probably the best on the field, mm. which and he yeah. probably has been maybe, every game. Maybe Kuby when he came on, who Kuby. has been Kuby's impressive. another one. He's been impressive. Yeah. He left week. the ball behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too quick for him. He's own good. Besides that, slow down, mate. Besides that, I he should start this week. Yeah, yeah, Seriously. I totally, totally agree with that. Surely. He should start. He's either better than Hull or he's better than Payne yeah. in, on form alone. Exactly. Right now. So. Start him on. Start him on either side because he's at. He's that speedy. If he's on his 
if he's on the opposite side, he can always Paul, cut Paul, back in. if you're listening, start Kubi. Well, I think the reason Paolo puts um, Kubi on later is because that the impact opposition, up. yeah, are meant to yeah. be tired. You put someone pacey on, meant to run around him. Yeah, but that's I mean, a fair hasn't idea. Been really but working though. So but maybe let's face try it, Plan B. Payne would be the same if he comes on. Fresh I think it'd work for Hull as well. Hull as well. They'd, yeah. You know, I mean, he should have three assists for Buddy Asjabal in the last couple of weeks. He absolutely teed him up again yeah, on the exactly. weekend. It was the ball that Ajabal's been waiting for the entire game. He gets it, and then he fluffs it. Yeah, he's really letting us down, isn't he? Well, I mean, I think he's, he's clearly getting frustrated because he's getting no service. Oh, but yeah, he, yeah. You, can see, you can see him put his head in his hands all yeah, the time. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, it's good that he's doing that in a way because he obviously cares, but he gets that one ball when he should have been there to put us up, and then he fluffs it, mm-hmm. and that's what just made that game so frustrating. What about positives? I thought that our last 20 minutes that they had run out of petrol and we were, um, yeah, I know, you know, it's hard maybe sometimes, but I thought it was positive that we came home as the only team that really was looking for the win. Yeah, if there was any, if, if there was any team that was going to win it, it was, it was us. Yes, they, ha- they were lucky enough to make a chance or two in that late period, but we had all of the possession, all of the pressure. It, w- it would have been daylight robbery if they had scored from that corner to win exactly. that game. Absolutely. Definitely. We didn't deserve to... I, my thoughts on the game was we didn't deserve to lose, but we probably didn't deserve to win either, so it was a fair result. Uh, well, Kennedy's distribution? Needs well, work? Not the best. No. I mean, when you consider he hasn't played in probably 18 months. Which you'll hear later. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you when you take that into account and then when you also take it into, into you account... You can tell why he, he's rusty. Yeah, and he hasn't played that type of style before either. So, I mean, I think there was probably three or four times when he kicked it out on the full. I mean, that was probably expected, to be honest. I think it would be harsh, though, if he doesn't get selected this week. Just my personal view. I think he'll start this week. So do I. I think now... Well, it depends on Glover, doesn't it? If Glover's still not fit, then he's definitely going to start. But if Glover is fit again, then I think Paul's got a pretty tough choice, I think. I think think now that he's got his foot in the door, and that's what usually happens, it always... um, a lot of the time comes down to a goalkeeper getting injured for someone to get their opportunity. I think now he has his foot in the door. I think he'll keep starting until... Seems to be Paolo a tradition at the Mariners, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Connor Payne, he didn't look happy to come off and a lot of fans weren't happy that it did come off. I'm just wondering if there's some sort of fitness issue there. Um, well, if he keeps get coming, coming off at the 70th minute, then I think maybe yeah. he's not 90-minute fit yet. Yeah, I'm just wondering if Balder's saying to Paolo, look, you can see he has pulling up or something like that. I don't know. But, um, he does seem to gas really quick. Yeah. He seems to gas really, really quick. For those who play football, do you like it when the coach hooks you? It's, it's, yeah, no, that's a but good th- point. There's, there's an accepting going, okay, I, I, this is the game plan, or I can tell I'm not making an impact anymore. And a player will know that and come off. But, yeah, generally, if, if you think you're making impact and you think it's the you wrong thing to, to do, off. then you'll be angry about it. I like a player looking angry when they come off. Yeah. Still it means that they care. It means that they care. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that too. Same thing with Azdrabal. Every time he comes off, he looks like he's going to smack someone, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah. yeah, but surely there's a time and a place where a player knows he's not making an impact and he needs to go off. Yeah, probably. They probably know it in their head, but they don't show it. And they're probably looking for to redeem themselves rather than to run off and run away from it. Mm. No, okay. I know that if I fail when I'm out in the pitch, then the last thing I want to do is come off so I can stew on it. I want to get, stay out there so I can put one away and make it What if it it's feel late better. in the game and the player's like, okay, we'll 
Tom's wasting the I don't the care if I'm off. still there at 7 o'clock after everyone else has gone home. I'm still trying to get the ball in the net. <laughs> so if, if, if it's coming towards the end of the game, you'd rather see one of our players dawdle off? No, I wouldn't say, so like, to like to see, see him dawdle off, but I want, to see off? The, I want to see him frustrated. Yes, I would like to see him jog but off. But angry that he's coming off. Yeah, although he might have already been told to not get off too quickly because we're trying to get this point here. So like an angry jog off the field. Uh, is what you ang- want to say? Angry jog. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're turning into like a body language podcast oh, yeah, right now. It's ridiculous. I think you guys brought that up. <laughs> Anything else from a game you want to discuss? <laughs> um, no, I've tried to put that one behind me as quick as possible. That what about the theory that we can be good. we can be better uh, this week because we're playing against good opposition and we'll step up to the plate there? Somebody did bring that up yeah. Yeah. during the week. Sydney will come out but to Sydney, attack us. Sydney will still be yeah. too good probably. Well, as as we as Mora mentioned before, I think that both teams try to nullify each other, which is why it led to a dull game. Uh, it can happen in the big games like Liverpool, Man U, and two teams nullify each that's other. That's just Mourinho teams, right there. Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you get a team like Sydney is going to come out and try and attack you, you can play on the counter. I think I think Arnie is playing a very Mourinho style. It's not. The prettiest football to watch, but it just gets results. It just works. Yeah, it works basically. Which yeah, but we've spoken about you know they'll hold it for twenty and then play for twenty. So but that was last season. I don't. They're not as good as last no. season. No, for I me. No, they're not as good. But I think they. They're they, still pretty good. They did that in their game on the weekend. They held the ball and it's slow, slow, slow. Like we go between the centre backs and the wing backs and that, but we do it relatively quick. They do it slow. I, they they, just, they yeah. just find the find slow, the right ball. They slow everything right down, and then they just go bang. Because well, they I have noticed, a lot of X factor, don't they? I did notice yeah. on the weekend that we sort of did that. Our transition was a bit slow. Oh god, yeah. To start with, but then there were a few times where it was, we had a really quick transition, and we nearly scored on every single one of those opportunities. I thought that the first half of our game was boring. Very, very yeah. boring to watch because of how this transition, like you said, was just slow and the, nothing much was doing, being done with our with the possession that we had. The thing that Sydney managed to do, they managed to not go all the way back to the goalkeeper when they make a chance. They can sort of sit on halfway and they can knock it sort of between each other and then they can go forward and score. Whereas the only time we seem to be really opening up other teams is when we go all the way back to the keeper and then we spread the other team out, and then we work through them really quick. Yeah. So I think, but I think that just comes down to probably Sydney having the better players at the end of the day. Well, they have the quality to come up with a solution, even if the the play is slow, because they've yeah. got more than one possible player to go around players that they've got some good quality for that. Anyway, speaking of Sydney, uh, Manchester City. Uh. <laughs> Who? He's done it. Melbourne City, Sydney. <laughs> what do you think of that game? The other one. Boise's right. The Sydney played quite slowly, and um, they they didn't look that great. But they ground out a result, and City didn't have enough quality. The main thing I saw there was McCormack was poor. Mm. I think their attack was nullified really well by Sydney. They just sort of strangled the life out of them, and they weren't able to create a lot. So McCormack struggling against a decent defence. I think so. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. Right, Saturday. Unfortunately, the Jets won three nil against Wellington. Yeah, Wellington were. Bad, like really bad. Like the they, way that they gave the yeah. ball away to Roy. I think it's the goal. worst team wow. performance I've seen all year. They picked up where they team. left off in the second half from the week before against everyone. Brisbane. Everyone was rating that Paratsky guy in midfield, but he had an absolute shocker. 
and that's why they lost 3-0. Fantastic assist for Roy's goal. It was, wasn't it? Maybe he thought... And he, he, he almost fluffed it up as well. Maybe he thought he saw like a yellow and black snake in the bush or something, <laughs> so he decided to pass it to Well, the, the strange thing is, is that the ball had just come from there. Yeah, and he looked straight at him. Yeah, he looked, he looked at him like in the Oxborough, eyes. And then he it to Oxborough him. giving the ball to De Silva. It was almost, it was almost the same situation. Just yeah. De Silva didn't bloody score when he should have. Yeah, I mean it's it's not good if the Jets kept winning. That's a world I don't want to be a part of. Yeah. Especially the the way they're winning because I don't think they're doing anything too exciting or amazing. In fact, I feel like a victim of my uh, constant statements about um, it doesn't matter how you get it over the line as long as it goes over the line. Because mm. I tell you what, Roy has scored some crummy goals. Roy's, Roy's second goal off his thigh. I knew nothing about it. Exactly. Exactly, Seven and five for Roy this but, year. Yeah, exactly. So, mate, it's, I'm the first person to say you, don't matter how you get it across the line. The thing about Newcastle for <laughs> me is is that they've looked good going forward, but they haven't really been tested yet for me because I think their next four games is Adelaide, Sydney, Victory City. Yeah. That's going to be the test of where they're at. Maybe not the, not, not the Victory one. Maybe not victory less, but if victory get on a roll, maybe I don't know. But well, they're Jekyll and Hyde. But again, against Sydney, like us this week, we're going to know where we are when we play Sydney. I'm not convinced that they're that great. If they get good results against better teams, then I'll be like, hmm, maybe they are decent. Right, the game I fell asleep to Perth Adelaide one nil. Yeah. Izzo Izzo left in Izzo was man of the nowhere, match. Nowhere, nowhere land. Izzo Izzo got man of the match, but he was definitely at fault for the, yeah. for the goal. Yeah, he had a great performance up until that last. Ten minutes. It was so. like the rest of the defence. They were just ball watching the, the mm. cross, and he just got caught out. Peak is though, he saves a penalty, and then that happens. Yeah, which is exactly why he's not here anymore. Castro's worst penalty ever, and yes. that Adelaide gave him more money. Yeah, <laughs> a full extra ten grand. Hundred dollars. Um, the only uh, highlight of the more. round: victory West Sydney one all. Yeah, Wanderers bottled that game. That should have been a game that they won with Austin being sent off and Victory playing with 10 for 70 minutes. So it was a win that Wanderers threw away, really. Why did Austin start? Because they're so depleted by Socceroos. Because Barbarousas was out because of New Zealand. All whites. And all of our Socceroos that uh, that play for them left, other than Milligan because he's on a suspension. I I don't understand understand what's wrong with him. He gets his start. And then he does that. It's so stupid. Two, oh, but the so ref. So but the, here I go. But the ref should have showed some common sense. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Good response, boys. That was my response what too. What drugs is Ned Zelich on? I don't know, but plenty of people on Twitter were saying they wanted some of them. He, he was is an absolute space. Cadet. AKA me. He wasn't alone though. Others were suggesting that somehow this is a refereeing issue and that we should have common sense about these. Archie Thompson was oh, the next was one at half time. Archie, half-time. no, that guy. Oh, honestly, gosh. I've never heard anyone on air more biased towards a side. Of course, he's going to be bloody biased to the victory. Yeah. What a surprise when he goes. Oh yeah, personally, I didn't think it was a penalty. Oh, of course, you're going to say that, and then he's going to disagree with the red card, obviously as well. So I yeah, don't. Fox understand is it. getting worse and worse. And the the speed Zelich combination just doesn't really work because they both talk bollocks and they don't talk about the game yeah. that they're supposed to be talking about. It they was think the second the yellow funny. every day of the week. They always think that each other are funny. Yeah. And oh, speedy the buddy thing about, him on. The thing about Zelich, though, is usually okay. If he's got Simon Hill next to him, then he's okay. But when he's yeah. got speed next to him, is just a crap Two football commentator. He's got speed when he, when he's got to work with Simon Hill, who's actually a very good commentator, he's fine. But if he works with a guy that's just not good like speed, then it's just going to... 
be bad. So what do people think about the theory that um, Western Sydney were shafted in this game because they had the pen and uh, Riera was ready to take the pen and then we stopped because we had to give a yellow card to the right person. Of course they were shafted. Yeah, he gave the wrong wrong After they had sandwiches and coffee, then he had another attempt. It's ref stuffing up again, isn't it? It's absolute... Bollocks. It was the ref stuff up round. That's what the A League should call. It I have no. They no should problem. have that every round. I yeah. gather that it was mistaken identity, although I wasn't aware of it in the first instance. It was mistaken identity, and so the VAR can call on this. But do we need to stop the penalty taker from the run in oh, in the middle of the run in, so that out we can after. exactly what? Like, what on earth were we thinking? <coughs> there's the shambles. There's no common sense being used with the VAR at all. Massive impact on the game. That's the bit that I'm <laughs> hating. That it's ha- every week the VAR is having a massive impact on games, and this was just another example. There's a list of them now. We've run out of time to talk about every other absolute shambles. No, but last 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 night was the only probably decent game of the round, which I think, and not even the whole thing. Yeah, I was at fives, and I got home, and I was reading on Twitter all this exciting stuff, and turned it on. And the last thirty minutes was boring. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a great round of uh, games. Not a great round of crowds, really. I mean, last As last usual. night's was the only decent one. Jets only got six thousand. That's what happens That's when uh, <laughs> you don't give away six and a half thousand yeah. free tickets. Well, and you have the Jets playing in the prime time game, so you don't get a free to air audience because nobody's really interested. And then you follow that up by playing a game at one o'clock in the morning, so that nobody's interested. Yeah. What's with that? Yeah, it was a weird round. Very weird. Mm. Right, topics of news. Uh, this Friday, Central Coast Mariners will open the gates to all current and ex-Australian Defence Force service men and women as part of the Hyundai A-Leagues Remembrance Round. The Mariners will face Sydney FC. Kickoff is at 7.50. So all um, ADF men and women get in for free and they also get 15% off Mariners merch too. That's pretty good. cool. Yeah. Hmm. Good. Uh, just a side note for me that I just thought of. Yes, dear. <laughs> I saw on Twitter a few Sydney fans talking about ticket prices and when they said how much they paid for a concession ticket in the away bay, I was floored. $36 for a concession ticket in the away bay at the stadium. And we wonder why that doesn't that no one travels. Me actually anymore. So <laughs> whose responsibility? Is that FFA putting the ticket prices down? Is that Ticketek or is it us? Because I, I feel like that's an absolute rort. It's a combination of yeah, everything. Yeah, a combination of Ticketek, the club, FFA. Yeah, it's just... It's a good question, though, because we've always had lower ticket prices than everyone else, so we're charging 24 for general but exemption now it feels a few like years it's ago. The same as Newcastle were else. charging 27, and Sydney were charging 30 for those same games three or four years ago, and that mm. seems to have changed now. We've evened that score up a little bit. The idea, though, that those Sydney fans should feel disgruntled that we're flogging them, well, they flog us and have been flogging us for <laughs> years, so... Um, I have no sympathy for them, but the I, I, don't, I don't have sympathy for them. I just think it. We're all football fans. We support oh, you mean different our teams. Game this weekend? Yeah, I I'm talking meant, about. I think yeah. the city yeah. game. No, I'm talking about our game. Oh, okay. On the weekend, We're, that's, that's why I said at our stadium. It right. makes no sense now to put up prices. I don't have sympathy for them. Sorry to cut you off. I, I was just going to say I don't have sympathy sympathy for them. But as football fans, we should be getting tickets that are more decently priced rather than thirty six dollars for a concession ticket. Yeah, definitely. I don't dis- and and now is a strange time to put the prices up, mm. especially with a Friday night game as well. When we want people to travel up on a work night, well, when you factor in that's what I was about Sydney. to say. When most people in Sydney can't get to their own games on a Friday night, there's no way they're going to rush if they have to pay to go down that amount. If they finish work at three thirty or four o'clock or something, 
they're never going to get up in time. And then when they look at the price and you go, screw that, I'll just bloody stay at home. home. Yeah, right now we've got to be trying to draw crowds, not, you know, price them out of it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of issues like that. I don't think the crowd on the weekend again will be any good. I don't don't think we'll crack nine. Friday night, Friday night followed by a Thursday night. Things don't. Thursday night's going to be even worse. (laughs) I can't wait for that. Why the why the hell do we get a Thursday night game? Like they know that we're going to get like two thousand people there. So why do they bother? And why is it on Thursday night? Is there something on that I don't? Maybe they think we don't work Fridays or something. Thanks, FFA. Because it's slowly becoming a TV league. We don't work. That's what it is. We don't work any days. Some would argue it always has been a yeah, TV league. You don't work league, at all. I don't work at all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we need to ask Sean Sunny about dull the, budget, uh, mate. the ticket pricing. We need to ask Sean. Yeah. I, I literally just did. Nice. Texted so him. I've yeah. texted him and uh, we'll find out. Hopefully he's not watching. He might be down the pub after the races. He's at the junction with Hooli. <laughs> 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 right. Um... Monty has opened up a uh, place called The Football Grounds, which is going to be part of um, just a a South Development Squad. That's at Erina. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a competition for fives. Indoor indoor, uh, synthetic grass. Mm -hmm. So it might be nice. Um, The pictures look good. So I'll have to get down. Well, Josh, you live down that way. You can go check it out for me and let me know what's on. Yeah, five minutes away. I'll I'll go and have a squeeze. Filled up pretty quickly, didn't it? Like it, uh, they seemed to announce the opening of the place, and within seconds, then it was all the comps were full except for one on a. The uh, build, the building that it's in used to be a gymnasium, so they must have they've done it up pretty quick. Well, it's a, it's a smart idea because if you live down that end of the coast, to come all the way up here to Soccer Fives is, is a long way to come, and there's nothing really down there of a high standard that you can really play at. Just for the old people, uh, that that site's actually where the drive-in used to be. I don't think Josh was born when there was a drive-in, but there was when I was born. No, it was, it's always been Aaron Affair. <laughs> I've got an answer back from Sean. It says, uh, the club uh, does with the stadium and Ticketek. So the FFA aren't involved. It's just a club, stadium and Ticketek. Uh, keep in mind that the club has to pay for all damage in away base, which is costly. So that might be why specific uh, costs go up. So, so, so hooligans is the answer. Yes, so they're basically preempting that there's going to be damage. Maybe not from Sydney FC. It's not exact slander on that specific club, but other clubs, yes, might be looking at okay. um, the last club that came to it. Well, what what are you motioning? <laughs> that motion was um, the the rocking baby motion. Yes, I just got a text to say um, it's on its way. Don't stress, no rush, uh, nothing. So no far. rush. So you don't need to rush off. No, no rushing off. If oh. you don't know that Erin's daughter is currently two weeks overdue and... Two days overdue. Two weeks, two days, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> two but, days overdue. But today she's in hospital and I think that my granddaughter's arriving soon. Right. I oh, see so you already know that it's a girl. I do, I do, So yes. what about, where's the element of surprise, please? Um, well, yeah, I didn't get a lot of choice in it. I'm not having the baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> So yeah, we need to rush anyway because the light is quickly fading. We've been locked out out of, out of our usual uh, conference room hmm. and we're next to a blaming ping pong the, table. Blaming the Melbourne Cup for that. Yeah, yeah. So there's no light switch in here and um, we're operating the sun on torches. Setting. Yeah, basically. We, we're trying to rush through this so we can have a quick game before it gets dark. You're right. A um, quick game of what? Exactly. Moro, put that away, mate. No, not there. Don't put it there. <laughs> put, put what away? <laughs> Um, best 11 
Now, this was raised on Twitter from a few people. Mick Komet. Mick Komet. Shout out. Um, we're going to uh, not so much discuss it today. Oh, why not? Well, what we're going to do is uh, get our listeners to throw in their best 11 and we'll discuss um, listeners' best 11s, try and combine them together and see what they come up with and then we'll come up with our own best 11s next week. So will we put up a post that people can comment on? We will. On the Ramble Facebook and then share it on Yellow Army, try and get some reach and get some people putting in their best ever Mariners 11. Because there's a lot of good choices. There's been a lot of great players that have played for the club, so it's not an easy task. No, it's not. It's, hmm. it's interesting looking back through some of those names, and uh, there's a few that won't be in the list. I've got another text from Sean here, by the way. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, this is a good point. The away fans usually complain because the cheapest tickets are for the yellow section, and they think we are ripping them off because we don't offer them the cheapest price. But, um, yeah, you if... If you're going to rip anyone off, it's going to be away fans, isn't it? Mm. But, um, yeah, he's just pointing out that how much it costs to go down to West Sydney and Sydney away, which is more than a fair point. It's a really good point because for years I've been wondering why we have to pay more to go to the Jets, why we have to pay more to go to Sydney, why we have to pay more. To Actually, Western Sydney were the lowest of that group when I did the last check on this a couple of years ago. So for me, there's a bit of I'm glad that we're now competing with them on price because, you know, why should they get it cheaper than us? Yep. Uh, we might also do a worst 11 too. Sorry to go back to that subject. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm more excited I think that'll be that. more fun. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I do think that's easier. <laughs> it probably is easier, actually. Mm, I've got the striker mapped out already. Right. Uh, youth team has been announced. Um, I'll quickly go through the team. Um, Abdallah, Chang, Glassic, Greenwood, Johnson, Kekaris, uh, Coopers, Markovic, Miller, Munford, Nisbet, Paz, Peters, Smiley, uh, Smiley, Stesnes, Taylor, Wales, and William. First round will be round two, uh, round at home, round two, against West Sydney Wanderers Youth, 25th of November at 10.30 at Centre of Excellence. That's the same day as Wellington away. Mm. So I won't be yeah. there. Yeah, it's nine of those boys are from the uh, Mariners Academy, from the MPL, which is good. Um, there's a couple that have come down from North Shore, uh, obviously, along with Wayne Sullivan and um, Joe Haywood as well. But there's also a f- few others. There was a couple uh, sort of like one from Mount Druitt, uh, one from Spirit, one from Sydney Olympic. So there's a good mixture of um, a couple from Sydney, um, but it's good that they've kept a lot of the boys from the NPL. For me, the, the most Mariners interesting Academy. about this squad is the names that are missing. Mm. Where's Brenton Fox, Duncan Stewart? Yeah, there's a couple um, of decent players not there. Petrados, Mackie Petrados. Mm, gone to the Jets. Yeah, we know he went to the Jets. Playing youth for the Jets. Um, yeah, I think a, f- a few of the boys that have left is probably a direct result of probably Ben Khan leaving, um, which yeah. I think's had probably a pretty big impact. I mean, um, the four of us sort of weren't really thrilled that Benny was moved on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Wayne and Joe go. Um well, because okay, well... Mm, bearing their, in mind that Joe already had a go. Yeah, they've had their chances, if you ask me. Yeah. But Joe was the coach of the youth, what was that, the year before last? year before Benny. Yeah, the year before Benny, definitely. Um, and we won two games. Yeah, it wasn't a great season that season. No. So, in the interview, Sully talks about um, playing the same way first team with the youth league and then getting results 
in Academy, which, you know, in Academy you change your sort of plan to get results, so you don't want to be dropping down the pyramid there. Um, I believe that Khan did this spot on where he got to the final of the Youth League. It didn't feel like the decision to let him go was results-based because last season's results were... Pretty good. I thought we were playing a pretty good style of football. We had some good players. Yeah, well, he, he played He played as per the first team in the yeah, youth league. Yeah. Got to the final. Uh, Fatty probably cost him there. And then we got to the semi in almost every team in the academy team and the final in the 18s. And I just... Yeah, the 18s won the league by a long way, which was good to see. They're going to have to do a lot to impress us. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got to give him a chance. That's the new crew, so um, I'm looking forward to at least uh, getting amongst it. That first game is going to be interesting, boys. Have any of you guys worked out that we play youth at 10.30 up here and then follow that up with an A-League game at 5.35 at home that afternoon? It's a way. It's a way. Right? We just discussed this like I five minutes ago. I literally just said that. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's, an it's, away, away, it's an away game, mate. I'm going to... Yeah, maybe that's If right. there's anyone listening going to Wellington away, <laughs> I don't know anyone else is going, so... My sister's going. Let me know and we'll have beers before and after and into the night. I think that's why I'm thinking that, because I was thinking about going but couldn't talk the missus into it. Well, just come anyway. I need company. I don't know anybody going besides, what, your sister? I think I think our accommodation needs might be different. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> well, All if right. there's a floor space, floor, there's floor space, you can have it. <laughs> All right, on to the Ben Kennedy interview. All right, we're joined by Mariners number one, Ben Kennedy. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Now, we're going to go straight into the tough ones. Do you keep your tomato sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Uh, I keep it in the cupboard. Ooh. Um, yeah. Good man. Good man. <laughs> I, think that's the, I think that's the only way to keep it. Ooh. Scorn. Ooh. Is it Master Foods Debatable. yet? Have you switched over? Uh, it's always been Master Foods. I've always okay. had Master Foods sauce, so, yeah. It's always been a secret. It is, it is Master Foods. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you had to hide it in the cupboard so that nobody knew that you had it. <laughs> yes, that no. Master foods, all, all, yeah. Always in the cupboard. You can't put it in the fridge. Yes, Ooh. good man. Apart from where it says, you know, keep in the refrigerator, but <laughs> you just ignore that. I've never, I've never even looked at that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Next one. Fold or scrunch? Yeah. Um, bit of, mainly fold, but a little bit of both. Mm. Ooh, Ma- mainly fold. A... What's the, kind what's of fold it and scrunch it up a little scalder. bit. A scalder. We call that a, a scalder. scalder. Yeah. Scald. Isn't, wasn't, wasn't Matt Nash the only other scalder? Uh, <laughs> it's a goalkeeper's union. Is that a keeper thing? Yeah, so I was say, could yeah. be a keeper thing. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Yeah, we've had a few um, scrunches, but yeah, scalders, I think. Uh, majority majority fold. Majority yeah. are, are normal. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Moving <laughs> normal. on. Normal. Uh, your last-minute save on Sunday, um, you know, rescued us from an undeserved loss. Uh, how did you rate your first competitive match in, uh, well, the white in this case, instead of the yellow? Um, yeah, it was good to. I think for me, the main part was was getting the game. I haven't hadn't played a competitive game in well over twelve months, so um, 
for myself. I, I was kind of just happy to be out there and I guess in the end help um, you know, contribute to get a get a point up at Brisbane with a with the save at the end. So um, overall, I was pretty happy with how I went to my first game. So um, yeah, hopefully, you know, look to build on that in come weeks. And you know, if I if I still get picked, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, you know continue to perform well. So I guess uh, the team and the fans as well, I guess, sort of probably feel like we haven't been rewarded for how we've played so far. Uh, how was the mood in the dressing room after the game on the weekend? Or is it sort of, a little, sort of a little bit sort of like an opportunity lost or is the confidence still there? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, I think we've played you know, some quite good football all, all year and you know, we just uh, you know, haven't, haven't got that win yet and haven't been rewarded but. Uh, even even after the game, it was obviously you know a bit disappointing that we didn't get the three points. I think we had a had enough chances to get that, but um you know it's one of those things where I think once we get the first first win and first few goals, we're you know going to be uh, you no know, hard to stop. It's just kind of getting that first one out of the way. But um, you know the boys are still confident, and you know we're working on uh, training, you know looking to score some more goals. So you now I feel once we uh get that first one out of the way, first win, and we bang a few goals in, then now it will be hard to stop. Our performance on the weekend probably wasn't one of our best of the season so far. We seem to be saving this every week, saying this every week, so what do you think we need to do to just get over the line and grab those three points? Is there anything that we're not doing maybe as well as we should be? Um, yeah, it's obviously tough up in Brisbane. It's it's always a tough place to go play. Um, you know, it's very hot and humid up there, probably conditions that we haven't, haven't faced this year yet um, but yeah, I still think we probably had a, had a, the better chances chances to win I think um, uh, their keeper ended up getting me the match from the home supporters so it just kind of goes to show you know that we, we were probably dominated and um, just didn't get our win and you know, obviously you know we, we seem to be doing everything right but you know, scoring a few goals and getting the win. So I think, you know, like I said, once we get that first win and we bang a few goals in, then the confidence will just, you know, go through the roof and, you know, we'll, we'll get on a bit of a roll. So just on the personal front, Ben, you've come here on a one-year deal, um, if I've, if my research is right. What What's the pressing priority for you now that you're here and where do you, self, where do you see yourself being in the near future? Yeah, obviously uh, moved up the road from Newcastle um, you know, on, on the on the year. But for me, you know, I've been at Newcastle for you know, 12, 13 years and I kind of just felt like I just wanted a bit of a change. So um, obviously, you know, Marin has come calling and spoke to, you know, the coaching staff and what they wanted to do. And I feel like, you know, the, the club is definitely moving forward. Um, you know, I remember, you know, quite a few years ago that, and Central Coast is always one of the hardest places to come play. You know, you always need you in for a battle and a tough game. So I think, I think, uh, you know, we're definitely getting back towards that. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to be part of that. And, you know, for myself, I just want to, you know, keep playing games and put a, put a good run of form together and, you know, hopefully keep my starting spot and go from there, really. And, you know, I think if, uh, you know, you're playing week in, week out and playing well, then, all, all the other stuff kind of, you know, takes care of itself. And, um, you know, ideally I'd love to be, you know, at the moment, you know, for for long term. Don't really see it as a one-year thing and hopefully, you know, go on to play four or five, six years here. So, um, you know, that, that's my plan. And to do that, I, I think I have to be playing. So hopefully, you know, playing and playing well.
Now, you mentioned your long history of the Jets there, which has obviously led to um, a few of our fans having shown some negativity about the players who have joined the Mariners from the Jets. Um, you know, you played your junior football up around Newcastle more than 100 games for the Jets, as, as you mentioned. Do you feel like you, you have to prove yourself more because you came from the Jets and all the stuff that's um, sort of come along with that? Um, yeah, I guess it's a bit, you know, not not many players have made the transition from you know, Newcastle, Central Coast and vice versa. So, um, you know, for me, I don't really feel like I have much to prove. You know, I've played, you know, over 100 games at Newcastle and feel like I've done well. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, getting out there and playing. And I think if you're playing well, the fans will kind of don't really matter where you come from as long as, you know, you're playing well and putting in, you know, 100% each game. And, you know, that's what I want to, what I want to do. And I think the fans in previous years at Central Coast have shown that, you know, if your team's doing well and teams are forming and the players are doing well, then you know, they'll support you 100% and, yeah, you get good crowds. So, you know, that's, that's my focus, just to play well and, you know, get the fans back and, you know, hopefully get them back on, on my side and on the team side. Has the presence of Andrew Hill also making the move made that a little bit easier? Um. Yeah, I guess Hooley's probably copped a lot of stick as well. Um, you know, it's a part of football, and you don't, I guess you don't really get too many players changing to your, to your direct rivals. So uh, I think, you know, for both of us, it, uh, we just wanted to change, and you know, that, that's part of football. And, you know, we obviously both Newcastle juniors grew up in Newcastle, and um, we both still live up in Newcastle, but. You know, we're fully committed to the Central Coast and you know, helping Central Coast get back into final football. Uh, what's the mental process of sort of getting back to full fitness after, like you said, you hadn't been starting for a while? And also because you got picked up by us, which obviously the Jets and Mariners is a big rivalry for us, it is. And do you feel like you're at 100% now that you've started a game and you're feeling good? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, last year was quite tough for me. You know, I went through all pre-season and ruptured the Achilles you know, week out from the season start so that was that was quite tough for me so you know mentally it was a you know tough road but you know I had great support from um, Newcastle when I was there you know their physios and strength and conditioning really looked after me and you know off the field as well um, you know I had great support so they, they were helpful and even after I had signed for Central Coast you know they still continued to help me in my rehab and training and everything and um you know that kind of make made life a bit easier for me and um obviously switching over to central coast my as soon as you know i'd signed my focus was you know 100% on central coast and getting myself fit and fit and right and you know contributing to the team and you know i feel like especially after getting that the first game under my belt that you know i'm back to close to 100% and you know hopefully in the next few weeks and keep pushing and performing better so we've got another goalkeeper, young Tom Glover, who's just 20 years old, and yep. he's he's been showing some real potentials. Um, with all of your experience, uh, how do you think he's going, and what kind of role do you think that you can have in helping him to develop his craft? Yeah, Tommy's obviously is a young keeper, but he's quite good. So um, you know, he's obviously he's obviously on loan from Tottenham and. You know, he wouldn't be at Tottenham if he wasn't a good goalie. So he's obviously got the potential there, and um, you know he's he's very young, but um, 
you know, I think he's done quite well in the first few rounds. And, you know, unfortunate for him, he had a bit of a knock um, last week. So, But I think, you know, each game he's shown he's getting better. And obviously for someone so young, it's hard for a goalkeeper to kind of come in and, um, you know, uh, impose yourself on the squad and that at a young age. But I think, you know, he's... ...to get better. So uh, hopefully... Maybe you know, someone like myself and the experience around him might, you know, learn a few things off at training and watch a few things. So, um, you know, I'm happy to have Tommy there and we both push, push each other, you know, at training as well as, you know, Adam Pierce as well. So I think the three of us work quite well together. And, you know, at the moment, they're, they're probably both help keeping me, keeping me younger, which is good. So, um, you know, the, the three of us work well and you know, I'm happy to have, you know, Tommy and Adam there as well training each day. Now, you mentioned the other keepers. Um, you're all combined together underneath uh, Matt Nash. Has Nashy brought anything new to your game? Yeah, I've, um, Nashy's been good so far. You know, I've, I've already learned you know, a, a fair few things off him. Um, I've obviously knew Nashy from our time together at Newcastle. Um, we're, we're quite close there. We used to um, room together um, you know, when, when we were playing, so I've known Nashi for a while. I'm good friends with him, and you know, that was part of the reason why I come up to the Central Coast. So, you know, having him as a coach has been has been quite good. You know, I've learned quite a few things off him already, and I you know, just um, you know look forward to just keep learning and, and training. And um, you know, having him as a coach has, has been quite good and something that I've enjoyed so far. You touched on it a little bit already, but uh, does it mean that there is real competition at the moment on the training paddock for who's going to get that spot? Yeah, definitely. I think you know competition for places is, is really healthy in you know every position. So, um, you know, obviously goalkeeper, you know, only one of you can start each week, and that's just part and part of the part and parcel of the position. But you know, having good competition there will only benefit you know everyone. Um, individually and also as a team you know you have to come in every day to perform at your maximum and get better so if you don't then you you know you, you know, you're probably not have your pick so you know, it's definitely good for you, yourself and also the the squad that have you know good good uh, you know battles for positions not just in goals but also all over the field in terms of the playing style is that something that you've had to work on ever since you've sort of come here because obviously we've seen so far that we like to go back to the goalkeeper a lot and sort of like to try and play out from the back is that something that you've really had to work on yeah it's the the playing style is definitely something new to me um now newcastle you know never really had a full you know play out um you know always use a goalkeeper type style so it's definitely something that I've had to work on, but something um, you know that I feel like I've gotten a lot better with. And you know, as you see, we like to keep the ball and you know make the opposition work. So it means obviously at the back there, we, the goal, goalkeepers are going to get a lot of touches, and you know that's the way that um, Paolo wants to play. And you know, I think you know, um, you know I think it shows in games. You know, we've been doing quite well with. Um, I think there, there's been a couple of chances where you know the ball's gone back to the goalie, and then. You know, a couple of, you know, 30 seconds later, a minute later, then we're nearly scoring. So I think the style works, and it's obviously something that myself I've had to get used to, but um, I feel like I've, you know, come a long way with it as well. 
All right, um, so we've got Sydney FC on Friday night, which is a pretty big test, or well, the biggest test you can get in the league, I think, currently. What do you think we need to do to challenge them and try and get it three points? Yeah, obviously, Sydney are, Sydney are quite a good side. They're, uh, um, you know, they won the league last year, and I think they only lost the one game all year. And um, you know, This year they started quite well again. So at the moment, they're obviously the bigger, biggest test, and... It'll be a tough game for us. Uh, um, you know they're they're set up quite well. You know Arnie's obviously got them. You know playing well, and he feels that they can go that that bit extra as well. So you know it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, you know we played him in preseason. We had a, had a draw with him, and we did quite well. So I feel if we just you know, stick to our playing style and do what we do well, and you know bang in a couple of goals, and then we should get the win. So what do you think of the facilities that you guys have to train in here, Ben? Um, and uh, how do they stack up against the facilities that you've been training at, at Newcastle for the last 12 years? Yeah, obviously they're quite good. Um, you know, it's it's good having your own uh, field. Um, you know, the surface is quite good. Um, your own, obviously, little gym, got the, the train, changes and everything. So I think it's quite a good setup. You know, at Newcastle we... You know, the, the facilities were good, but they, you know, weren't, you know, the, the Jets. So they trained at the Newcastle Uni there, and um, unfortunately, they kind of had preference over, um, you know, over facilities with, you know, the local soccer and the cricket in summer. So, um, you know, at Newcastle, they, they, the, the playing surface and everything was quite good, but obviously, the changes and that were a bit of a, you know, a struggle at times with. Uh, now you'd finish training and you'd have to be out there within half an hour so the, the football could come in and that. So, you now at Central Coast, you know, they're good to have your own facilities and, you know, I think most of the clubs around the league these days all have their own facilities. So I think that's definitely, you know, the way to go and, um, you know, obviously it's a you know, nice little thing to have, you know, your own training ground and gym and all that. So I think they're quite good. Sounds good to hear. Well, so you're saying that we're better than the Jets? Is that, is that what you're saying, Ben? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I had been saying at Newcastle for a few years that they need to get their own facilities. But, um, yeah, obviously, uh, it's not ideal when you have to share with, with other teams. So, you know, I think in that sense, then, yeah, probably probably Central Coast would, would have the upper hand with that. Okay, so just so I can get a quote from you... <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mariners are better than the Jets. <laughs> yes. The Mariners are better than the Jets. Yes. 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 Okay, I'm going to quote you on that now. Okay. Let's just let's just forget <laughs> it. Let's, let's just forget about round one then. Round one never happened. What? Yeah. Well played, yeah, that sir. That was long ago. We forget that. Yeah, we'll get it next time. All right. Well, thank you very yeah. much for joining us this week, Ben. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for us, mate. Love you. Right, first up, CCM Sydney. How are we going to go? Tough. Really tough game. Like a tough steak. Hard to chew. That's a tougher than a $2 steak. Hard to chew and hard to swallow. Mm. This, this game will be. <laughs> um, no, well, this yeah. this this is going to, you know, last week we should have got the three points. And that was against a team that's probably played the worst football in the league, probably equal with Wellington. Because they're so old. And then... Now we're going to be playing the team that's been probably not playing the most attractive style of football, but 
getting their first the results. Dominant football. Getting yeah. the results. They just have a way to grind you down and then all of a sudden they're one or two goals up. So, I mean, if, if we play anything like we did on the weekend, it could end up not very pretty. Well, I'm going to be a super fanboy here and say we're going to win. I'm with you. Yeah, yellow tinted glasses. There's just got to be. There's something has to give. And it's the uh, A League. I'm gonna. I'm going with that. Because I'm going with that theory I was espousing before. But I'm going to give credit to Fiona Yules who wrote it on a, on one of my Facebook posts that uh, when we play against better opposition, we step it up. I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen this Friday night. And uh, there'll be no away fans there because the tickets are too expensive. So it'll all be yellow fans, and hopefully we can get away with the win. I'm tipping us. Unless I change my mind like Josh did last week. Well, that was that was Newcastle. That's that's why. At the moment, <laughs> we're only paying five dollars to win. Hmm. I don't think we'll win. I think the best we can hope for, being a realist right now, I think the best we can hope for is like a a draw, an entertaining draw. Um, if we win, then I'm going to drink all of Leagues' beer. <laughs> but I don't think we will. Like, I, I, I wish we. You're a naysayer, Josh. I'm a naysayer. I'm going to say draw because I don't want to tip them and I don't think we'll win, so I'm just going to say draw. I mean, I hate tipping against us, but I just can't see us winning. Not against Sydney. No. They're just simply too good. Are you guys even fans? No, I'm a shit fan. (laughs) Hashtag shit fans. (laughs) Let alone fanboys. Yeah. Super fans. Nothing on us too. Flaccid member over here. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's a little bit inside very, of me very that just informative wants, there's, there's a little bit inside of me That just wants to come out And say what a train wreck It's going to be But um, I'm not going to let it Definitely be don't I'm, say I'm that I'm going to be positive this week Definitely don't let that out No Anyway Adelaide Newcastle I think this will be An alright game To be honest mm. I hope Adelaide win Because Of who they're playing And they're at home So I'm going to tip Adelaide I think Adelaide, they've got a couple of injuries now. I mean... Absolonson being out is a big so loss. So Newcastle. Yeah. Matt Moore's out as well. Um, they're missing Regan still. And they will be for a while. I think they've just probably gotten too many injuries, I think. I think Newcastle will probably get up. Missing Georgeski and Ronald. And they still turned out that performance against Wellington. Yeah. Although it was against Wellington. Yeah, yeah, which is only... Yeah. This is going to be the biggest test of the season for them so far, playing Adelaide, who are in okay form. Although... Actually, no, they're not in OK form because they've lost their last two. But they'll be back at home and I think I think they'll turn it around. Well, I'm hoping they turn it around, so Adelaide. City Brisbane. I'm going for the draw in that last game. City <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> no, no one else does either because <laughs> my tips are so bad, no one should care. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I was the only one in the Shut up, Coast Football on. Ramble podcast. Anyway, City Brisbane. Comp, I can see City winning this one because... Well, they're going to miss Cahill, so they're going to need someone to step up and score a goal. Next game, Victory Brisbane. I think Victory are slightly back. It has to be this week that Victory get a win because yeah. Brisbane And Austin's are not terrible. playing, so it's a big plus for yeah, them. Massive win. Uh, no one's going to be stupid enough to tip Brisbane in their current form, so nah. Victory. But they're dipping nah. into their youth at this point in time. Like, I didn't yeah, even recognise half of their players. Um, and while they put up a decent performance, then uh, I didn't think that they were really very good last night. So no. They did well to get a draw with no, 10 but men, the, the way the lack of cards are going, they're going to just thump teams into the ground until... like Hack them. Hack them to know, hack the, the bone. average age of 46... You know, a couple of kicks to the knees are going to send half the team off. So, 
I think I think brittle, that, old brittle bones. I think that home crowd last night in the Wanderers game probably got them really buzzed, and they're at home again. And uh, as long as the seats are in, because that's what makes all the difference at bloody Etihad. If the seats are out, the atmosphere is crap. If the seats is are in, it's all good. Is it at Amy or Etihad? Etihad. Is it? Anyway, no. I'm going victory. Victory. Next up, distance derby. Yes. Oh yes. The best derby in the, the league. The game by everyone far. looks forward to. If you, if your derby doesn't go through three time zones, then it's not really a derby. <laughs> is this better than the Sky Blue derby? Oh, it's the best derby in the world, mate. <laughs> so many derbies. It's a joke. <laughs> Are we tipping the first half or the second? The words lost meaning. Because Wellington in I the first half. I don't even want to talk about this game. Let's I, just I can't on. tip Wellington, so I'm just going to say Perth, even though they're all, even though Wellington to Perth is a bloody long way and a big distance. I think I think Perth will win because yeah, Wellington right, shit. Let's show Perth. Up. Move on. Move on. Uh, City Wanderers. City. City. Just. Okay, done. City just. That's it for this round. Um, hopefully this weekend is not as bad as last weekend. That's all I can say. Either it's gonna the weekend's gonna get off to a good start or it's gonna get off to a terrible start. It's getting so dark in here, I can hardly see you, Josh. Candlelight. <laughs> I can see those pearly whites in your two eyes looking back at me. <laughs> those beautiful brown eyes. That's, that's <laughs> a glare off the laptop. <laughs> oh well, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, numbers have been down, so it's a bit disheartening. So maybe just click the play button a couple of times. <laughs> just so press just play. Just press play and then click off it and just go. Well, just hashtag make Jimmy happy. What so. a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.